the only candidate to see significant rise. Anthony Fury is now third in the polls. Welcome to Toronto this weekend, Anthony. Hey, Maggie. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So this week we saw uh, fellow candidate Rob Davis uh, throw his support behind you. How much does that mean for you and your campaign, Anthony? Well, it's great to be the only candidate who has had somebody bow out and endorse me and back my campaign. Rob Davis, as you know, was a city councillor for a number of terms uh, in, in previous years, also a school board trustee. And he's a guy who has a lot of deep roots in Etobicoke, a lot of knowledge of Etobicoke, also a lot of knowledge of just how the city works. He also served with Olivia Chow on council. So he has knowledge of uh, some of the things that, that she attempted to do, like seek a 12% property tax hike in one single year. So it's great to have Rob's advice and support. And, and as you know, I got many other endorsements from people. So I'm, I'm really going to be, uh, when I get into the mayor's office, uh, getting the advice of these people who know how government works to deliver results for the people of Toronto. One endorsement you didn't get, though, Anthony, was from the Toronto Sun, the paper you used to write for, uh, but instead they endorsed Mark Saunders. How do you feel about their suggestion that Mark should adopt some of your ideas if he becomes mayor? Well, Mark has been adopting my ideas. I'm flattered at the fact that when I announce a policy announcement, uh, Mr. Saunders usually announces the same one uh, about a week after. And uh, I'm pleased to see my momentum continue. Uh, yesterday, the sort of last big major poll came out uh, by, forum, uh, by Main Street Research that shows I've, I've edged out uh, Mr. Saunders. I'm ahead of him now, and I feel like I'm, I'm the viable center-right choice and the, the main choice for people who don't want Olivia Chow to get in. And, and you know, that old saying, you, you want to peak on Election Day, that's when you want to be highest in the polls. You didn't answer my question, though, Anthony. <laughs> how, did you, how do you feel about not being endorsed by your former employer? Well, I'd obviously love the endorsements of everybody. Uh, I do have a, a, a feature that I've written about my vision for the city that's appearing in the Toronto Sun in tomorrow's papers on Sunday. And that's a day, you know, closer to Election Day. Uh, so readers can read my vision there. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. OK, so first day on in the office, if you win, Anthony, uh, you said that you'll go through the books at City Hall. Uh, what will you be looking for? Yeah, you got it, Maggie. I mean, I will be looking to see... What are things that are priorities that Toronto residents want to see their politicians focus on and their tax dollars focused on? And if something isn't a laser-focused priority for getting back to basics and common-sense issues like public safety, affordability, fixing the potholes, doing all those basics, we're going to reallocate resources towards those, invest in those, and things that are kind of seen as frills or pet projects Look, we're dealing with a budget deficit, but we're also dealing with an affordability crisis, so we can't be increasing taxes by all that much. I will be analyzing the budget to bring in respect for taxpayers and that common sense approach to what's a core service. Everybody tells me they want to go back to basics. They want City Hall to work again. What, what do you mean by pet projects? What are you hoping to find? Uh, I'll give you some examples. So there is a, a grant that's given out right now where uh, school students, if two elementary age students together apply for a grant from the city to bring in a group like Greenpeace to do climate activism, the city will cut them a thousand dollar check to pay that activist group. And my head just kind of spins because I go, if you're passionate about that, that climate issue, that's fine. You know, you do that on your evenings and weekends. But why are Toronto taxpayers uh, paying a provincial school project to bring in a nonprofit activist? I mean, it's just kind of a mess. So there's a couple things like that that uh, I respect that people do value those issues, but the Toronto taxpayer won't be paying for that anymore. Are you hoping that you will find that $1.5 billion hole somewhere and you'll find that money through some of these uh, pet projects? Or what's your plan in, in solving this shortfall that we're currently living in? 
Yeah, great question. So we'll find the small things and we'll find the big things and we'll do the structural things. And what do I mean by that? I've pledged for a non-core services hiring freeze. So uh, Maggie, almost half the bureaucrats at City Hall are on the sunshine list now making over $100,000 a year. And when we have people who retire to seek and just retire in general, or they quit their jobs to go seek employment elsewhere, we're not going to immediately refill those positions. We'll reduce that headcount by attrition. And the attrition numbers are quite high right now at City Hall. So there's a lot of opportunities uh, for that. So that money will roll over into savings, or in some cases, I'll port those uh, headcounts over to the police because I've said I want to hire 500 new police officers as well to get us back to the number of police we were at 10 years ago when the population was much smaller. It's, it's just a start. You know, we, we have far fewer police officers than we did uh, a number of years ago. Anthony, you've also uh, centered a lot of your campaign around clearing the encampments in the city. Where do you put all of the inhabitants that are currently in these encampments? Yeah, I'm the father of three small kids, and my wife and I have grown frustrated with finding needles in the playground. Uh, We used to see that a lot when we lived a couple blocks from Moss Park, but now we live over in the East End, and that's creeping out uh, into the suburbs as well. And, you know, I gave that press conference talking about how taxpayer-funded crack pipes are being distributed, not just at the drug injection sites at Young and Dundas Square, but now in social service facilities all throughout the city and the suburbs as well. And, And I think no child should have to uh, be told they can't play in a park because there's needles or what have you. So I'm going to phase out the drug injection sites and replace them with treatment centers. we got to be compassionate here, but compassion isn't keeping them on drugs. And we have to also clear the park encampments. There was a, a horrible abuse that happened at an encampment. These are not safe spaces for anyone, not for our children, not for the people residing in them. So we've got to say we're going to uh, help people find services they need to reclaim their lives 100%. But my first priority will be to clear those parks so that we bring back public safety and that so all families have access to these spaces. That's priority one. Okay, but you're clearing out the encampments. Where do these people go? Because the shelters are full. There's nowhere for them to turn. We have now, you know this fully well, we have refugees uh, living in our uh, homeless shelters. Where do these people who are currently residing in encampments go? Yeah, so right. And I and I hope uh, Mr. Trudeau makes right on the issue because the refugee management system is a federal priority. Absolutely. So those people uh, should be dealt with by the federal government. So on day one, uh, I hope Mr. Trudeau, you know, we, we speak whatever one or two days after my victory, but I'll say I don't just want to have the, the congratulatory call, although I look forward to chatting with him as well socially, but I'm going to say we have to get to policy right away because we have pressing issues. Uh, secondarily, I, I do know that Councillor Chris Moyes, for instance, who represents the Island Gardens area, he says they've gone through and they've talked to people at the tents. Some of them just won't go to any social services provided. So we go, okay, you can't stay here. I mean, it, these are adults. These are you know people who make their own choices. They chose to go to the park. City Hall didn't bring them to the park. And it's also not our job to, to place them in other places if, if they're not willing to go there. So the bottom line is you can't, it's against the law to do what they're doing with encampment. So priority one is to say, no, you can't stay here. But I hope the choice they make is one to engage uh, with service agencies to, so, so we can help them get on with their lives. And obviously they're not engaging with social agencies right now. So is it better to have them milling around downtown, walking through alleys where our children are also in? Or is it better to have them 
concentrated in a park. I'm just trying to understand a little bit more, Anthony, as to how we make sure that these people are going to places that are safe uh, for everyone, for your family, my family, those, you know, listening as well, um, because obviously social agencies are, are not the answer for some of those who have chosen to stay on the streets. Right. So they can't stay in the parks. They can't stay adjacent to the playgrounds. They can't. Will they be arrested then? Are you are you looking with the additional 500 police officers that these homeless people would be arrested? No, I don't think they're going to be arrested, but I think at a certain point we're going to have to clear the parks, whatever that means. And then, like I said, these are adults who are making choices about where they go. I hope their choice is to engage with the agencies. If they don't, they just can't stay in the parks. It's families first. There are other candidates who have said that we have to wait uh, years to clear those parks until they build these um, housing complexes mm-hmm. that I have serious doubts that they're actually going to be able to build in any credible timeline. So I'm not going to tell uh, the four-year-old children who are being verbally harassed daily at a playground at a Kensington Market School that they have to continue to face that harassment all throughout their school years. I'm standing up for them. I'm standing up for parents. I'm standing up for my three small kids and young families all across this city. All right. We're going to have to call it there. Anthony, thank you so much for being on Toronto this weekend. Maggie, thanks for your time. I know this city. I love this city. It's been an honor to be a columnist, a broadcaster. And now my commitment right here is to serving the folks of Toronto. It would be an honor to receive their vote on Monday. All the best. Take care. That was Anthony Fury. You heard it. He wants your vote come Monday. He wants to be the next mayor of this great city of Toronto.